The second pick will be made by the Houston Rockets. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Take you. going on people what is going on it is episode 45 of the beltway boys as always i am austin here with the one and only the beautiful the talented walker what is going on man how you doing man i'm doing good it's uh just been been rainy out here i don't know if it's raining it's not raining by you oh it's gloomy as hell over here I'm about to say, <laughs> I'm like it's been raining out here all all day, past couple of days, really. Um, but nah, man, it's been cool. It's been good, fun. I uh, makes. I told y'all, actually, when you last night, I had some chicken, man. I'm gonna mm-hmm. make some, some freaking chicken tonight. Ooh, hold up, yeah, bro. I got it. I got it. Uh, seasoned, marinated in the fridge right now. Let That's it sit. How you for, do it. Let it sit for some for some hours, man, and I'm gonna cook it. Fry that thing up, and I'm gonna use the air fryer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we we could do yeah, a whole pod on that on the air fryer for real. Man, that air fryer changed my life. Man, I could have a whole podcast on the power of the of of the air fryer. Man, if you if if you ain't got an air fryer, man, I I highly recommend you getting one. Got to. You you definitely undersold it to me for sure. I know. I, you texted me last time. I think you was making <laughs> wings, and you, you asked me I if made I ever some did it. And hot wings, bro, and they, and they were literally the best hot wings I had ever made in my life. I made some. <laughs> I made some lemon pepper hot uh, wings that were so good. Oh man! And I made some just regular hot wings, bro. But I I surprise myself every time because usually when I would cook like stuff the first time, like new stuff, it would be like hit or miss. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll get it right. Sometimes I won't. But in this air fryer, everything I made, I made some turkey burgers that didn't come out very good in there. Hmm. That's the only thing I've made in there that that hasn't been uh, just exceptional. See, I I was not um, confident in the wing making (laughs) You showed me. You proved me wrong. <laughs> yeah, so bro. I will bow down to you as the air fryer whisperer. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> yeah, bro. YouTube got all the recipes if you need if you if you need to figure it out, man. That's that's really what it be, but changed my life. Yes. So you gotta, 
You do that. Dump chicken. it in. Dump it in no big effing pot of oil, bro. Oof. Like, oh, find a, a way to pour that oil out somewhere afterwards, man. It's just, oh man, it's just nice. If you if that chicken comes out successfully like you wanted to, you gonna you gonna have to send a pic my way just to prove mm-hmm. that it worked. You know. <laughs> And I believe, I believe you got this. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. Yeah, man. But Walker, man, what is up, man? We've had a lot of sports since the last time we talked. The playoffs. Now we're in the conference finals. Um, training camp is next for football. You got baseball in full swing. Astros doing their thing. It's just a crazy time. Rockets, NBA lottery, which we're going to get into. But first, let's get into these NBA playoffs. Has anything surprised you now that we're at the conference finals? And then I guess who do you see uh, making it into the NBA Finals? Um, man, I I definitely uh, did. I didn't see Atlanta making it this far. I um I I like them to beat the Knicks just because I'm a Trey Young fan. Um, we talked about it. I think it was two podcasts ago, and we picked like picked our teams. Um, but they've been a super surprise. I think the fact that the West is is how it is without like the Lakers are, you know, anything being in the finals. And Chris Paul has the opportunity to, to freaking go to the finals for the first time ever. It's crazy. Hopefully, hopefully they can win it tonight. He gets to go because he deserves it for sure. Um, but yeah, bro, I think, I think it's going to end up being Suns, Milwaukee for sure. Yeah. And that would be crazy because it's guaranteed that an ex rocket is going to win an NBA <laughs> final, whether it's PJ Tucker. Or Chris mm-hmm. Paul, you know, their Rockets' uh, favorites, you know, during their time here. So that'd be crazy. But I, did you watch the game yesterday, Milwaukee versus Atlanta? Oh, I watched it for the most part. I didn't see when Trey Young, like, I was watching it until Trey Young got hurt, I guess. And then when I watched back, I saw he had got hurt. And I was like, what happened? Um, and he came back out there hurt and he tried, but, you know, Chris Middleton started going off. So. And that's good. That's exactly what it was. Like Chris Middleton, I didn't know he was like that. I didn't know he was built like that. Mm-hmm. That man was shooting bullseye dagger. He was shooting dagger threes, like in the faces of his defenders, and just no hesitation. Just Chris Middleton, he basically won that game for the Bucks last mm-hmm. night. If they oh, yeah. if they win this series. <sighs> It might be because of Chris Middleton. Um, it's it's impressive. And you, from the get-go, have told me about Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. And they have shocked the hell out of the NBA world, I think. And oh, yeah. I think they are here to stay. They are going mm-hmm. to be a problem in the East for years to come. But Oh, yeah. It, it's refreshing having all these new faces, uh, I guess, in these uh, late playoff matchups like you said we're we're not we don't have lebron we don't have the kds Kyrie's that we're used to so it's it's refreshing yeah that's that's another that's another thing uh freaking the nets we didn't talk about the nets getting getting bounced by the bucks man that's that's only helping us man because i'm telling you i gotta i i gotta i feel like Kyrie gonna retire within Two years, man, and we're going to get that pick. 
Harden going to leave. Kyrie ain't there. KD probably ain't going to be there, or he might get hurt. Harden somehow is getting hurt now. That pick going to be valuable, man. I think it's going to be some valuable picks from that trade, man. And might set us up for, 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 for some success in the future. For sure. And that's the thing, like, when Harden got traded or when he basically requested the trade publicly in that press conference, he said, this team is not good enough to win. He just thought his time here was, done, was up. He goes to Brooklyn. And he put the pressure on himself and the Brooklyn Nets for it to be a win-now year. And Kyrie got hurt. James Harden, the hamstring, started messing up. So that last couple games, I know Harden played, but it was basically KD by himself out there. It was like OKC times all over again for him. And Harden didn't come in to training camp in the best shape with Houston. He's got to get in better shape if – He's serious about winning in Brooklyn because I think him being a little overweight might have had something to do with that hamstring issue that he ran into late in the season. Yeah, yeah, I I think that <laughs> that definitely probably played a part. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know because he, yeah, he's been so durable with us all the years. Like, I. I don't know, man, but I saw somebody who made a really good point about how, like, we got rid of him, you know, at, at one of the better times because mm-hmm. he starts having injury issues because that's really been a super key that, that nobody talks about. He always healthy. Mm-hmm. And if he start having injury issues, man, he, I mean, he never really needed his athleticism in the first place, but like those injuries start compiling on him and he loses confidence, man. Who knows? But yeah, it's, it's something to be said about that. And also the whole, he didn't think we could win a championship. Now stuff played out the way it played out with, with freaking, you know, all these injuries, LeBron and AD get, you know, not being healthy the whole year getting kicked out. But if we would have, if we would have kept this team with, with Westbrook and Christian Wood, um, PJ Tucker and Harden, and we might have had we might have had a shot at least to the Western Conference Finals, bro. Absolutely, it's we very might. easy to say that for sure. You know, and I understand where he was coming from. He's like, we can't compete, you know. But we didn't even have Westbrook at that time. Like you had already told him you wanted to leave, you know. And he wanted to play away. He wanted to play, but. <sighs> You know, it's it's bygones that bygones be bygones, man. But we're gonna see. I'm I'm just excited for the future. I'm way more excited for the future of the freaking Rockets than the Texans. Oh, I'll tell you that. Absolutely, without a doubt, 100. percent Um, and we're about to get into that. But just to uh, wrap up the NBA playoffs, the Clippers are up three-one versus the, or I mean, the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix three-one. On the Clippers, do you think they finish it tonight? Yeah, I do. I think so. I do too. And that's another injury, Kawhi not being there for the for the Clippers. Um, yeah, that would have made a big difference, and, maybe. Yeah, that's and, and so that's what I was kind of thinking about too when you start talking about Harden getting injured. It might not be so much him coming out of shape as to maybe like LeBron was getting that. Um, them not having enough rest time, like mm. 
being in that bubble till what October, September, October, and then starting to see our wait when our August, and then starting the yeah. season like what October or was no, it December? I know. I think they finished the bubble around uh, early October. Yeah, yeah. Came back, I think, for Christmas. Like around, yeah, around Christmas. Yeah, a little. I think a little bit before Christmas, around Christmas, something like that. But mm-hmm. I think that did play a major, major role in all these injuries, more so than people not being in shape. No, that's, that's what very, I think. That's what I think it is. That's very possible, and a lot of NBA players kind of griped about it. Um, so that's just some. I think next season we'll be back to the normal schedule. Um, with the summer league, preseason games, and then I think the league starting late September, maybe. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if uh, if injuries are still a big imp- have a big impact on next season. Um, with their back if, to if, I think if the Nets don't win, if they don't win next season, I don't think they'll win one. Oh, for sure. I think they're gonna. You gotta, yeah. Up. Yeah, I think so. Well, they're gonna have to. Try, <laughs> they gonna have to try to keep it together because we got the help. We got the they future in our hands right now. Unless they can get you know as you know they can trade and get some stuff back for the players they have now. But uh, the Warriors, I think the Warriors gonna make a hard push next year if they if they get Clay Thompson back and and you know Curry and Draymond and everything. I also hear they're trying to make a push for um, like a, a player. To help immediately, like they want to trade that seventh pick this year and uh, Wiseman. Um, obviously, we've been hearing that with like Christian Wood being in those talks just from like the Rockets community. Saw something uh, with Pascal Siakam um, being in like might be an option for them too. Mm. Um, so Warriors are gonna make a run next year. Um, Nets, Milwaukee. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. What's going to happen with Ben Simmons? What's going to happen with Damian Lillard? Mm. The NBA offseason is going to be crazy. And we had the NBA lottery last week. So (laughs) let's go ahead and get into that, Walker. The Houston Rockets got the second overall pick. Oh, (laughs) man. I got goosebumps just saying that. You can talk (laughs) about how you're way more excited for Houston than the Texans. Yeah. After the NBA draft or after the NBA lottery, how excited are you for the NBA draft and the Rockets' future? Oh man, I'm 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 I'm, I'm rejuvenized, man. I'm revitalized. Yes, <laughs> you know it's like oh, it's just so nice to actually have a competent like. Well, we'll see what they do, but even still, like even if they. Even as long as they don't like take Jonathan Kaminga or something mm-hmm. at two, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think they're on the right track to to um, find somebody who's going to be there foundationally for a, a good amount of time. Um, and it's it's just cool, man. That we because we haven't we haven't been in this like I don't think we had a first round pick since 2015. I heard, I saw like somebody saying on the freaking TV the other day. Mm-hmm. So being in this position, man, it's 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 new, bro, because we haven't been able to get excited about like some young rookie coming out. Um, like seeing like LaMelo Ball last year and seeing John Morant and Zion come out a couple years ago, 
you know what I'm saying? Like Trey Young and Luca, like all these prospects you see who you're like, well, we got, well, you know, we had James Harden, so we weren't tripping, but it's like, man, it'll be fun, you know, if we could add one of those guys. So actually being in that process, um, you know, it's, 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 it's exciting. And it, you know, just kind of enjoying the process. I think, man, that's, that's really it. Um, no. But, but yeah, it's, it's something to, to get excited about for sure. Dude, you, you said it perfectly. I feel completely rejuvenated about Houston sports. I'll be honest, Walker. <laughs> we talked about it earlier today um, on the phone and, I have no enthusiasm. I have no care for the Texans right now. <laughs> I don't, but like you said. And that's crazy for you to say that. Dude, I was the biggest fan. But, and like you said, when, when training camp comes back around and the season starts, I'll, I'll be invested it, into it, the team again. But Rockets, dude, I, every, <laughs> every mm-hmm. day I'm watching some Rockets content. I'm looking up Rockets content on mm-hmm. the different sports pages it's it's an exciting time i think i think houston is pretty set on two prospects and we'll oh yeah for get into sure. that here but i think like you said as long as they don't pick Kaminga or somebody that's not projected <laughs> to go in the top four then it's it's a can't miss prospect um and having the second pick first pick is going to be Cade cunningham which we we like you know, we would have loved to have, but having the second pick, you have the, I guess, now, I, I mean, Kate Cunningham's for sure number one, so now you have all the pressure on who is going to be picked next, because, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that Kate's going one, so now. I, I, don't, I don't know that it is, though, because remember, we, we yeah. even talked about that um, when we went to Pluckers and watched yeah. it, and that was just from me. Just my own, just like thoughts, like you know, what if they, God forbid, like <laughs> I feel like Jalen, Jalen Green is the best player in this draft, and they take him. Like I wouldn't be super shocked at all. I know a lot of people probably would, you know, because you know, you focus on media, the national media, and what they say. Um, but you know, if they end up taking you know Jalen Green over him, then it's like, damn. You gonna really, you gonna really, you gonna feel worse because like, uh, what the f? What did they know that yeah. we didn't? Or uh, you know, yeah. like they snatched our guy, um, you know who you who who you think you would, you know, you would have the chance to get. Now he's gone. Now you're like, whatever. I mean, I still be happy with K, but yeah, I've been I've been Jalen Green, man, since we even start tanking, since yeah. we started tanking, like the you beginning have. of tanking, bro. And mm-hmm. I and I came I came around to K. You know, I'm like, I see why he should be the number one pick. But I always, man, I'm telling you, that was my first love, that that effing uh, Jalen Green, bro. I'm like, he – you could just tell, bro. He is something. He He's a superstar. He's box office. Yeah. He's showtime. Right. You know? Box office, bro. That's exactly what it is. That's what it is, bro. He's box office. And every time they're on the TV or every time – you have a chance to watch. You're going to watch because you know it's going to be highlights after highlights. It's going mm-hmm. to be exciting. Um, but like you said, you started me on the Jalen Green train. Um, mm-hmm. You told me about Jalen Green, and then it just never stopped. I yeah, mean, you because you were, you were, uh, I and I think 
we're going to be wavering until, well, I'm not going to be, I, you, you might not either, but until, you know, the pick comes. But mm-hmm. I remember I was at a point where I was like, if we get the first pick, obviously, you know, I'm a, I would take K because he's probably the safest pick in this draft. Um, and so I was kind of like, like edging, you know, at this point, like, let's just get K, you know what I mean? Like, if, it, if we get the first pick, let's just get K. Um, and then you were kind of like, no, nah, man, I think I want Jalen Green. <laughs> yeah. You know, you started, you started, you know, doing your research and, and, and watching them. And I think that's what's happening with a lot of people right now. I think a lot of people, which I, I'm actually kind of surprised about, um, they're like, so Evan Mobley, and I think it's because they've just been seeing, you know, mock drafts and stuff. And, and, he and, and, been mocked and a lot. yeah, to, to the second, he's been mocked the second pick, like pretty much this whole time. Um, so they're kind of brainwashed if they don't do their own research into being like, nah, Evan Mobley's a unicorn. So he needs to be, he needs to be the second best player. You need to take him. I think, uh, I think that's most, I think that's most, the majority of the Evan Mobley fans. So I think probably the other half really feel like he's a need for us right now, which mm-hmm. I don't I don't agree with the, taking somebody you need, um, especially in basketball. Um, you should take the best the best player. Period. Um, but I think they feel like he's a need for us because um, he's big. Our defense was pretty trash, even though it was pretty good <laughs> when we were going on that one winning streak. Um, yeah. it was like top in the league, I think. Um. You know, but they say our defense is trash. He can guard one through five. And um, he is a really – he's he's a super fluid, athletic, freaking seven-footer. So, I get it. Um, I understand. But I think a lot of those fans haven't watched Jalen Green like that. And and I think it's really – and it's, it's crazy because he's in the G League and – I don't, it's because, you know, I'm on YouTube a lot, so I, I can see the videos, but I have to think like everybody's not like me. They're not going to be watching YouTube videos of somebody. Yeah. They're, they're going to pay attention to March Madness and um, ESPN and, you know, yeah. so they don't really watch him play. So they don't know who, who he is. He's just a, like a LaMelo ball to them probably. Um, and I think once those Mobley fans who haven't, seeing Jalen Green like that, like once they do some research and watch some film on him or watch some like reports on him, like some draft breakdowns on him, they usually they usually come to the light. Even some Jalen Suggs fans I know. Um and I am a Jalen Suggs fan. You are. Uh, <laughs> you know, they come to the light of nah bro, it's uh, like every they all come like it's something about Jalen Green. No matter how much they feel like Evan Mobley is, for whatever reason, gonna be Chris Bosh, because that's all the all the all the um, you know, comparables I have seen to him so far. Um, like Chris Bosh, you're gonna take Chris Bosh at number two overall, but whatever. Um, you know, although he could turn into that. Um, he seems more like a bam out of bio to me. You know what I mean? Or, or you know, a Draymond. Like, not a Draymond Green because he's way bigger, but somebody who can – he's very he, – for for being a seven-footer, like, the way he can handle a ball is, is really impressive. 
Um, and he passes, he passes fairly well too, but it's like, you want somebody who's passes all the time and, and, you know, kind of facilitates like that and plays good defense. But at the end of the day, when we get back to the playoffs, you're not going to be able to throw him the ball like you will Embiid, you know what I'm saying? To go get you a bucket. Like I know I can throw Embiid the ball fourth quarter game on the line either to put us up or to keep us, you know, ahead, he can go get me a bucket. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if you're going to take a big man that high, that's the type of big man you're going to take. But um, I don't know, man. I I, I like Evan Moby. I, I still wouldn't be mad if we took him. I'd be a little salty, but I wouldn't be mad because I'll just focus all my attention on uh, Kevin Porter Jr. at that point. But For sure. Yeah. And and it's it's almost like a – I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Marvel's Civil War, Captain America. You know, it's, is it a uh, series? No, nah, it was a movie. It was one of the movies before the final Avengers, but mm. it was like Captain America versus Iron Man. And like you're rooting for both sides. Both of them are stuck in their beliefs, thinking that they're the right side. You know, I feel like it's kind of like that with Rockets fans, you know, like, mm-hmm. but with uh, Jalen Green versus Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I think a lot of people that were on the Evan Mobley train have kind of been like, okay, I, I see why Jalen Green has got this hype. I see mm-hmm. why he would be okay being the number two pick and pairing him with Kevin Porter Jr. Like, that's just scary. That's a scary matchup. And kind of like you said, like, I was – before the draft lottery, I was kind of open to the idea of us getting the first overall pick and then picking Cade. Mm-hmm. But like you said, we were always on Jalen Green. I remember when we had Steven on here, mm-hmm. he was big on Cade Cunningham and basically trying to tell us about Cade. And we mm-hmm. were like, no, bro, you need to watch Jalen Green. You need to yeah. look up Jalen Green. And I think either you or I said on the podcast, like, I would rather have the second or third overall pick. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I don't know if it was me. Yeah, yeah, we definitely said it. So we didn't have to pass up on Cade, let somebody else take him, mm-hmm. let him go have a good career. And I, <laughs> yeah. I really think he'll do good in Detroit. They have yeah, a guy, uh, I don't know his name, but he was a rookie this year, and he's like six. Uh, Kelly and Hayes or something like yes. that. Yes, he's He's kind of like their Kevin Porter Jr. He's like 6'7", six, 6'6", six, six, runs the point, can play shooting guard. So you pair him and K, that's a big backcourt. That's 6'7", mm-hmm. 6'8". Six, six, you know, that's, that's going to be a tough matchup for anybody. So I think Detroit's going to be fine. But I, I, when we first got the second pick, we were at Pluckers, and I was just kind of like <laughs> down, to be honest. Like, uh, yeah, because we were all kind of set on K. We were just this close. we thought we were going to, yeah. And, yeah, and it's like the moment, too. Yeah, you were That's really what it there. is. Mm-hmm. But after a couple of days of going back and forth between Mobley and uh, Green, I, I'm, I'm set on Green. I think you can get you a physical rim protector either via trade mm-hmm. or later in the draft. You got two picks in the, in the back half of the first round, you know? Jalen Green, like you said, this man, what he would bring to the city, he would bring new hope. I feel like he would bring a change of culture since we, you know, we're moving on from Harden. Um, 
I just I think Jalen Green's the pick, and he's been posting content on his social media. Yeah. And it's kind of alluding. You sent me over the weekend that he's kind of alluding to want to be him wanting to be a rocket. Did you uh, listen to uh, Bobby Brown's that that podcast? Oh, uh, I started. I started listening to it freaking late. I because I had planned to listen to it, and I, I like I started listening to it before I fell asleep, and I fell asleep listening to it. Yeah. That definitely check that out, and anybody who's listening, check out that um, podcast that Bobby Brown. He's a former Rocket, but he was a current or former teammate of Jalen Green in the G League, and he just gave some good insight on what it's like to be around him, what he's like as a player, and um, basically he said he wants him to be a Houston Rocket. He, oh, really? Yeah, he said he he already loves Kevin Porter Jr.'s game, and he just sees him and Jalen Green being uh working very well together um that's a scary backcourt a young backcourt that that's going to bring people in the stadium that's going to bring people to the games that's going to bring attention to the to the team and i think somebody said it that uh or somebody pointed out Jalen green's already got a million followers take that yeah. for what you, take that for what it is but Cade Cunningham, who's supposed to be the first overall pick, only got 200000 Yeah. So take that for what it is. But this guy is already day, a superstar. It's a business, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, you really got to get on that Bleach Report, man, and check some of those, some of those do, comments out. Me. But um, this one guy on there, man, he makes, he makes some – I agree with him on pretty much all he says as far as uh, Jalen Green, but he's just like – um, like you just mentioned, the million followers. Um, but like the the NBA players care about like not necessarily popularity, but like if you have a young up and coming player, like it'll entice free agents to come or like mm-hmm. players to want to be traded there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I was so annoyed with what was happening. With the Texans, you know, but mm. the fan, <laughs> the fans in the Texans community are so annoying. It's not even funny because they're just like, well, they don't want to be here. Then they don't need to come play with us. Like, you know what I'm saying? That type of attitude. And it's like, okay, well, I guess if you're – you're obviously you're fine with sucking for the rest of 10 years. So, you don't even – you shouldn't even be talking, you know what I mean? Mm. But in the NBA, it's like, Devin Booker, like Chris Paul went to the Suns because he said he wanted to play with Devin Booker. Like he knew Devin Booker was a young superstar. Now look at them. They're um, about to go to the finals, you know, potentially. Um, And I just, you know, eventually if for whatever reason, especially if you have Kevin Porter balling and him, but they're kind of like on the cusp and you have maybe somebody who's disgruntled who wants to be traded or, um, you know, somebody who is about to be a free agent who is like, okay, well, I'm in, I'm in freaking Indiana right now, and like a Miles Turner. That's what you know I, what I'm saying. Ooh. Yeah, you, you. I remember you mentioned him the other day, and he's like, like, no, I'm fed up with this. Like, I want to go somewhere else. I want to get paid, but I also want to have a chance to win. And these two kids, um, assuming you know Christian Wood is. Asking for the max and you don't, you know, whatever. And he hasn't been a max player or whatever. Or maybe not, but 
he sees a potential in Houston. Let's like say Houston's at like an eighth seed, or they're in the play-in, or you know, they they're right down the cusp. They're gonna come here and be like, nah. If they get me, like I'm the missing piece to take this team, you know, over the top. Which we saw what happened with you know, um, with the Suns this year. But also not even not even a a Chris Paul caliber player, but even like a savvy vet like a Rondo or something like that. Or yeah, you know what I mean? Like players coming where they're like, okay, well. I know I can come here, and that's going to help them players develop too. Because remember when Jason Terry came here, like with Harden, yeah. Jason Terry was old, but he still had like enough in the tank to to contribute, but also teach, um, you know his, you know, give his championship experience off to those players. So, I think people underestimate the fact that um, his popularity will 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 make other players want to come and play, and and maybe even. Um, some of his buddies, bro, like <laughs> you know, like the like the LeBron Wade type of thing. Like he's gonna have, he, these fuck these kids are so like sensationalized. Like they they're on 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 and YouTube with like you said millions of followers. Like and they all know each other. They all see each other. Like they they're gonna end up teaming up easy. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. And he's see and he seems like he's cool with most of them. Like he's he reposted Jonathan Kaminga the other day. Josh Christopher he reposted the other day. They real like, close. Yeah. Let's Christmas. say Josh Christopher goes like late first, ends up turning into like a seventeen per game uh score, like his third or fourth year, and he's like, I want to go play with with Jalen. You know what I'm saying? And stuff that's like that. Possible. Yeah, stuff like that is what I don't think people see necessarily. And uh, I don't know if we talked about it here yet, but you were talking about to me about like Evan Mobley, how you don't know if he's like uh, super into basketball in that way, like how yeah. if he's like just a basketball junkie like that, or if he's just so gifted that he plays because he knows he's gonna get that bag. Yeah, you know. And and I seen that. I don't know where I saw that, but I I seen that there was a report that he really only played at USC because his his dad and brother yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like that's not guaranteed here in the NBA like just because we drafted you that doesn't mean we're gonna oh you're saying he only played he went to him only played or he only went there because of them really he only went to USC from the report it said he only went to USC and he only plays basketball because his brother does it oh oh don't really love it like that that he's not passionate about it and he only plays it because he's just good at it, you know? Yes. But Anthony Edwards had the same thing about him last year that he really, you remember his comments? He said, I'd rather if, if I'd rather play football than basketball. <laughs> you remember that? He said something along uh-uh. those lines. Anthony yeah. Edwards said something along like, uh, that's your guy too. And that was my, I wanted him <laughs> to be a part of the hardened trade, but, uh, he said something along the lines like, "I, my passion is football first, and then <laughs> something like that." So, so certain people were like, "Should y'all draft this man number one overall?" If you know, and it, it turned out to be the right pick. Um, I just think Jalen Green is the right pick. I think Mobley would be fantastic. I think he'll do fine. I think if he goes to Cleveland, I don't think he'll do too good. But if he goes to Toronto, I think he'll be their Chris Bosh, their new Chris Bosh. Yeah. And it's just the wait and see approach. Like you, like you said, he he is known right now for his defense, and 
you know, his pat his playmaking ability and stuff, but he's he's gotta be like two years away from being able to get down there with the big body centers and big power forwards that we have in the league or that are in the NBA. Um, I always say we. I always say we when I'm talking about teams, mm-hmm. but he, he is a little smaller. So it's just gonna take some of the Which is fine. He's gonna get yeah. bigger. Like, it's fine. Gonna... But it just might he might be a year or two away from reaching his full potential. Whereas Jalen Green, he kind of showed playing against grown men in the G League that he can average up to twenty points a game at least. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's nothing else but a scorer, that's all the Rockets need of him. You know, mm-hmm. KPJ's the playmaker. Christian Wood is, you know, our star right now. And mm-hmm. then Jalen Green could just be the finisher. He could, he could be the closer. Yep, which we need. And we do need, um, just like we need a rim protector. So that's why when people, you were saying how people are always on Evan Mobley saying, oh, we need mm-hmm. defense, we need a center. Yeah, we also need a closer too. So yeah, that that that's that. I think that really is the the definitely a key difference for me. Um, and I even for me, I I know you don't really care for him, but I take Jalen. So I told you I take Jalen Suggs over Evan Mobley too, just because I think it's a it's a it's a guards league, like it's a wing league, and. Like I seen a comment the other day on Twitter. This guy was like, "Well." Um, Jalen, he was like, Jalen Green, somebody was like, Jalen, come in and play now. And he was like, I, he was like, I like to have Evan Mobley kind of take the Clint Capella route where maybe we put him in G League a couple games and kind of let him develop and, um, kind of bring him, ease him on slowly. And I was like, so you want to take somebody at number two overall and so you can put him in the G League to develop slowly? Like, what's the point? Like, I was just like, I, I don't understand y'all logic. To, like, unless y'all are planning on trading down and, and maybe getting on him, I don't, I don't get it, bro. Um, and I, I just always, like, hopefully Raphael Stone is smart and hopefully Silas is in his ear, too. Like, hey, bro, you screwed me last year. <laughs> like, give me somebody who I can work with. Like, I can, I can, I can help him out, bro. Um, Cause I just think about like, like you said, if if we needed a bucket at the end of the game, bro, Evan Mobley is that. At, at least not right now. Like he hasn't shown me. Like you know what I mean. He hasn't shown me that, and he. I'm not saying he could because he could end up turning into an AD. Um, but even even AD couldn't do nothing until he got. He couldn't even. I think he got out of the first round once. He couldn't do nothing until he got LeBron. He was averaging like 27 and 12. Yeah. Something like that. Like AD was unstoppable in, in New Orleans. And he and he never even got past the second round. Like yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's my only thing. Like we're, we're drafting a big that high. Like, and you think about the the stuff the BAMs you can get, the freaking Clint Capellas, the um, you know what I'm saying, the Jokic mm-hmm. second, like it, it's so many of these big guys who, if you want them to be, they can develop for sure. Like Greg Brown from Texas. Yeah. He's like six, eight, just physical freak. 
Like you grab you draft him and he, you know what I'm saying? Let him go out there and run around and 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 play some minutes and get a feel for the game. And he turns into this this, you know, defensive just stalwart and just athletic freak like a Eagle Dollar or you know what I mean? Like a you know, just somebody you can put on anybody, he's gonna just harass them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dennis Rodman, get rebounds and just, just remember Montrez Harrell was kind of like that. He ended up uh, getting a getting a good game. Um, yeah, bro. I just, I just, I just as always think about like Greg Oden, Hashim the beat. You, I was just about to say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just always think in my head, like y'all really drafted these players over Kevin Durant, James Harden, Steph Curry. Um, don't be so foolish. Like it's not the 1990s anymore. Yeah. The big man, if they ain't out there shooting, like you know what I mean, drop like Carl Anthony Towns or Embiid. You know what I mean. If if Evan Mobley would have showed me something where he's he's like giving some freaking fadeaways in the post, some Hakeem the Dream moves. Some step back jumpers, you know what I mean? Some up and unders, like where he's just going off and dropping 40 or 30 or something. Then I'd be like, I probably would be like, okay, yeah, let's take him for sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just didn't see it. Just from my eye test, man, I just didn't yeah. see it, bro. He just, like you said, and people keep like talk, bashing him, like saying that he, <laughs> he who they compare him to? They get, they say he's like Andrew Wiggins, like he just doesn't seem interested or something like that. I don't know, but <laughs> like, don't you hear that stuff? Like where he's just like you say, doesn't seem like he cares to play basketball like that. Like he could, he just plays basketball because he he's good at it. You like you like you've been saying, and I think that is just his energy. I have like watching him too. Like I just didn't, I didn't see it it man i don't know i don't know and i feel like the biggest thing for mobley is you're drafting him of what he could be yeah exactly you're drafting him of what he could be Mm -hmm. we have the second overall pick this is a franchise changing decision yeah and what direction the franchise wants to go in why don't you draft a player that you know what he is right now and that's Jalen Green. That's Jalen Green. Now, the idea, you know, when you think about it, Mobley and Wood, oh, that would be that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Stretch but, four and a and a B center with but KPJ. I, but I can mm-hmm. tell you what KPJ and Jalen Green are going to be right now. I can tell you that, you know, with confidence that they're going to be up there with one of. They're going to be up there at top of the point guard, shooting guard duos in the league. Right off the bat, I feel like they would be. Yeah, and people, their whole thing is um, Jalen Green's going to get in the way of K, uh, KPJ, and I'm, I'm just like, how? Yeah, like, like they're both pretty much combo guards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jalen Green is more of a shooting guard, like, off the ball. But, like, they don't have to play at the same time either. Yeah. And I mean, like, look at, look at, uh, even look at Harden and, and, um, and Kyrie. Yeah. 
Like Kyrie's a, a point guard, but when he's out there with Harden, Harden's the point guard, and Kyrie goes out there and just goes to work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he just goes to work and scores. Um, so I, I think that's a lazy, lazy take to say that that um, it's usually Jalen Suggs play people <laughs> who are mm-hmm. like uh, he's gonna interfere with uh, Kevin Porter's development. Like you should let Suggs. Um, and I, I don't know. I feel like I like I I like Suggs too. I think he would help Kev, Kevin Porter, but I feel like Kevin Porter feels most comfortable on the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I have to watch more of him playing, but I feel like he feels more comfortable. Um, you know, he gets mad assists. Like he's pretty smart. His handle is is super tight. I think he just gets tired sometimes. He just needs to work on his three, but. I think I think people saying that, bro, it's just, it's just a lazy take. And and that's the only reason, just back on Jalen Suggs, that's the only reason why I don't want the Rockets to get him is because I like KPJ and I want KPJ to be the main ball handler. And I feel like Suggs can play the one and two, but I, I feel like if you draft but he, Suggs. Yeah, he's better. Yeah, he's better at point guard, like yeah. running, the, running the show for sure. And I feel like that's kind of sending a message to Kevin Porter Jr. as well, like, you know, we want yeah. him. We want, we want him you to be the shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I don't know what what that would do to his psyche, or you know, if he'd be okay with that. And I'm pretty sure him and Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green have crossed paths, especially when they were in mm-hmm. that G League bubble. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. They know about each other. Mm-hmm. So I just I think that would just be a way better fit for the team right now. And another thing I've seen somebody comment on a YouTube video right now, this is probably one of the better drafts for guards and just this overall is one talent. Of the better drafts. I've, yeah, bro. I've seen in a minute. Cause I mean, last year was very pretty bad. <laughs> it was very top heavy, right? Like, yeah, but even, I feel like even those prospects weren't that great. Like you had LaMelo, Anthony, like I don't, I would like to see like how they would compare in this draft, um, because uh, mm. this one guy I was watching, he was saying he would he would have Lamelo above Jonathan Kaminga, so basically you have Lamelo as his fifth, his fifth prospect this year, yeah, yeah. um, and then John Morant and Zion's year was super top heavy, mm-hmm. um, this year man, it's it's. It's some players, bro. Cause Jalen, I'm telling you, Jalen Green gonna go somewhere, and whatever team he goes to, they gonna go to, they gonna probably go to the playoffs that next year, especially if he goes to Toronto. I feel like um, if he comes here, we battle him for a spot. Yeah, easy. yeah, cause he he he's the intensity that he brings and the the leadership that he brings and the you know he gonna he gonna he gonna die on that court like. Metaphorically sure speaking, yeah. like yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna pretty much every night put it all out there on the line, bro. And that's what that's what Bobby Brown said in that podcast. He said he said I like playing with people who who want to win. He said Jalen Green will fight you if that means him getting the dub. So hmm. I don't know, maybe they had an interaction <laughs> during practice or something, but that just shows you like he got a dog in him. Like, no, oh, he has. Like killer instinct, and I'm like, he has destroy you in him, bro. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
like, and we only keep mentioning Evan Mobley. That's because that's basically who everybody else in the, our fan base wants. Um, and Evan Mobley don't have even Cade. Even Cade will seem like he will he'll he'll put the dagger in you. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan, he just don't give you that. But Jalen Green definitely seems like he wants to destroy you, like like finish you. You know what I mean? Like take all yeah. your will away. And and we talked about it, culture. That having a player like Jalen Green, that's going to usher in a new culture to the Rockets. Oh, man, who, yeah. Who maybe, you know, that might have been one of the gripes on Harden, that maybe he was too aloof when it came to losing, when it came to maybe the crunch time. You couldn't tell maybe he always didn't want the ball at the end. Mm-hmm. That's not a question with Jalen Green. That, that's, no. not, that's not a question. <laughs> he's he's effing. Uh, Kobe gonna take the last shot, even if it's an air ball type yeah. player. Like it's on me, you know. Yeah. And yeah. what do you what do you think about? There has been different articles or different posts that I've seen where it's a chance that the Rockets try to get both Evan Mobley and Jalen Green. I actually like that a lot. That okay. that's what are you about to say? Then you're going full young. That's full yeah. youth movement right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. You probably do need to get some some type of really strong veteran presence in there. But, but uh, I think that's dangerous, bro. I, I really do. Um, if you can have them on the same same timeline like that, mm. I I think so, bro. I watched them I watched them play a uh like a, a little open run. I think it was like a year ago. It was him, him and Evan Mobley on the same team. Um, I liked. I would like that, bro. I know. I, I know they would definitely have a lot of. I mean, but at the same time, like everybody needs those growing pains. Like, like we're talking about Atlanta. This series is gonna is gonna set them up and give them so much experience for the next years. Like once they get like once they have this experience, bro, they'll probably. If they don't make it to the finals, that well, they're already in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> but say so they'll at least make the Eastern Conference. But um, they have this experience to probably be able to at least make one finals in their mm-hmm. in Trey Young's career. You know what I'm saying? If not yeah. multiple, or you know, win a championship maybe. Because um, like we said, it's a youth movement now, which which is how when you asked me earlier about how you feel is why I felt good, bro. Because like mm-hmm. you said. We talked about this from our very first time. Like, we're at the point now where the old guard is literally we're seeing it change, like, like before mm-hmm. our eyes. Yep. So, we didn't have anybody to be our like young future superstar, and being spoiled for for eight years, and um, even even a little before that with Trace McGrady and Yao Ming, like having pretty successful teams and having somebody you can you can trust and depend on, because um, those Kyle Lowry and Goran Dragic and Bobby Sore years, bro, and <laughs> and, and effing freaking uh Luis Scola years, um, you know, they were they were definitely some some tough times, so. It's just exciting to know, like, okay, we gonna have somebody. When I did, when I wasn't sure if that would happen, because Oklahoma City had our pick, you know, mm-hmm. 
I think and, and knowing that this draft is is what it is, bro, um at the top, that's why I was just happy we caught. I would have been happy with any of these four players. Um that's why I was happy that we kept our pick. And next year's draft, I'm not I haven't done a lot of research, but I know you showed me your boy Chet Holmgren. <laughs> White people oh we got us one. <laughs> No, for real. For real. Oh, bro. He's you now that's unicorn. When I hear unicorn, that's what I think of. Now he he definitely ain't uh Evan Mobley on a defensive end, but Mobley ain't touching him on offense. Exactly. He crossed up Steph Curry and he's like seven foot one. He got like, he he hit him with a behind the back crossover <laughs> at seven one. And I, I think he went into a three after that. I mean, I don't know what he but he nice. You sent me that video, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, like – and that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, this draft, you can find you a good guard. Or you – you know, you can yeah. find – mm-hmm. if you want a, a franchise guard, get him in this draft. Yeah. Next draft has a lot more big talent. The bigs. Yeah, they got, like, some freaking – like, what's his name? Like, Babaclo or something <laughs> like that. I can't think of his name. But he's, like, this beastly power forward – Type guy, yeah. Mm. So that's that, why yeah, I, next year. I'm okay mm-hmm. with passing on Moby. Yeah, me too. That's why. I, that's why I keep I always keep telling people I like we can get a big next year. It ain't like we're gonna be super super great next year either. Just, you know, it's, we're gonna have some growing pains, and that's yeah. okay. That's okay. It's a rebuild, yeah. So the only thing, like, I know if if we were to get Evan Mobley and Jalen Green both, we would have to come off Christian Wood. And some draft picks. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. To to get the pick, yeah. Are you okay? I feel like Christian Wood has been getting a lot of hate and has just been getting his name thrown into the trade discussions by Rockets fans. Do you feel like it's deserved? Um, do you want to keep him? You said something about a timeline a couple of minutes ago. I don't know if Christian Woods really lines up with our timeline. Yeah. I I like Christian Wood a lot. I would want to keep him, um, but I think he's probably the only asset you'd be willing to give up for that pick, I think. I think so. I think that would be the only real asset you, you'd really want to give up like that. Maybe like maybe a Jason Tate and uh, Martin Jr. or something, mm. um, or Brooks. You know what I mean? But – I don't think you really want to give up a Kevin Porter. Maybe some, maybe they, whatever the offer would be, um, not for a third pick. Maybe like for some player or something in a trade like that. But other than that, I think Christian Wood's probably the most valuable asset we have to help a team that's trying to win right now. Um, he can ball. He averaged twenty. Like he was averaging All Star level numbers, and but he kept getting hurt. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I really don't know because what I keep seeing is, like, by the time, you know, these players come into their own, like, Christian Wood will be – his contract will be up and he'll be looking to get, like, a Supermax if he's man. balling. You know man. what I mean? Tillman and, ain't that. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I don't think, you know, unless he's, unless he's on, like, MVP all-star level for sure, for sure, for sure. I don't know how, how they'd feel about giving him that type of money. Yeah. And I just, it, when his contract does end, 
you know, you, you let them walk for nothing. You know? Yeah, exactly. So you got to get something I, for them. That's where I feel like they should trade him sooner than later. I like Christian Wood. I want to keep him, but I just am afraid of like another Harden situation like him. His, it would be a little different because his contract would be expiring. But mm-hmm. I just – I don't want him to leave and then we're ass out. Like, it, I don't know. He wants to be like this franchise player so bad too. Um, but no, where no matter where he goes, he's gonna be a a, a sidekick, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and that was the one thing that did frustrate me watching Rockets games this season is how much he calls for the ball, <laughs> and it's like, bro, get down in the post or go stand in the corner or something like. Yeah, or set a pick like you just sitting there just. He was always crouched down, just always like, yeah. like, bruh, like, come on, man. I, I like Christian Wood. I just, if, if I had a chance to get Mobley and all I had to do was give up Christian Wood some draft picks, I think I would do that. Um, I, I want to keep Kevin Martin Jr. and I want to keep Tate. I feel like those would be our defensive guys, you know. Um, we'll see. I think there's a dog barking in our, my hallway. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, w- I would like Evan Mobley. Another thing, him and Jalen Green and Mobley played together on the FIBA under-17 league or under-18 uh, USA versus, like, the rest of the world, but under-18. Oh, I'm about to go check that out. Jalen Green was the MVP. And that <laughs> team, that team had Cade Cunningham, Jalen oh. Suggs, Evan Mobley, and every top draft pick that's probably going to go in this draft. Jalen Green got MVP. Take that with what you will. <laughs> and he was yeah, man, like, when he did that. <laughs> like I was saying, I think I think uh, the people who want Mobley are there. They've they've just been going off of, but the media has been been putting in the mock drafts, and I think once they get a chance to watch him play. Their eyes, their eyes won't deny them. <laughs> like they're gonna be like, wait, no, nah, this guy. Like just watching his bounce, it's just, it's just. I haven't seen, I haven't seen any like a guard with bounce like that, other than like Zach Levine mm. in a while. I'm just trying to think, like. And he has a, he has a scoring like skills right now at nineteen of like a like not I'm not gonna say the skills of Bradley Bill, but he has he he's able to do some of the moves that Bradley Bill can do right now. He got a bag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he has a bag. He's not just he's not just like a Westbrook, like he's gonna and cause his first step is is the fastest in the in the in the draft. Mm. So it's not like he just relies on that. He uses that to his advantage. Like, I was watching – I don't know if I, I – mean, that thread I sent you on Twitter of that, I think his name is like Rob Doster or something. That guy, breakdowns, probably the best I've seen. Um, but he just talks about how he, how he uses that threat of the drive to, to create, like, you know, separation on, like, his snapbacks or his pullbacks, you know, his snatches where he – or he drives and he just pulls it back and, and, you know, shoots a three on him. And even his passing isn't, you know, has gotten better too. Um, 
But yeah, his his ability to score from just however he wants, bro. That's at nineteen. It's only gonna get. It's all like it's only gonna get better, bro. Like anybody who plays basketball, especially once he he starts maturing and he just starts thinking the game out. Like that's why these top players are in their primes around 24, I mean like 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. It's because they they're like done growing, you know what I'm saying? Like your their brains done maturing or whatever and everything and they played the game for long enough. They've been through so many enough situations where it, it's just so slow to them and they know how to get to their spots and like what's going to work regardless of, of what's thrown at them. He's only 19, bro. So in five, when he's like 23, 24, oh man, I don't even want to, I don't want to think about like what it could be. Yeah. Like the potential he has. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Especially when you're like, I've seen his workouts, like, and like you say, you hear his work ethic right now. It's, it's crazy. He want to be the best, and there ain't there ain't no doubt about it. His ceiling, his ceiling, yeah. As he's got, and you said it, is envy, yeah, it's well, MVP he, level. But yeah, you want to say the name, <laughs> and you know what? Because I didn't want to say this on air. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've actually had private conversations and seen it on the internet too. But yeah, like when I was watching him, bro, he, he reminds me of like a young Kobe Bryant in high school. Boom. Like I literally was just watching it. Like I think of like that video of Kobe, like when he had a fast break and like just he just bounced out of the gym on a dunk, and then he had like a windmill dunk, and he, he just like and when he was a rookie, his rookie year in that um in that dunk contest, like, just the bounce he had after dunking, bro. And he was skinny. Remember how skinny Kobe was when he came to the league? I'm just like, I don't think he'll be Kobe. I don't think I don't think their games are like – I don't think – I don't know how much of the, the mid-range game he's going to use, but um, that's, that's what I thought. And I talked to one of my friends who actually works for the Rockets. Um, just kind of like, cause he seen me repost the Jalen um, Green post, um, with just like some a workout of his, and I was like, I tagged the Rockets like, hey, this is who we need. And, and remember, you told me like everybody was in the comments, and I remember I went and looked, and that whole comment section literally was Jalen Green, Green, Jalen Green, bro. Green. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, bro, that bro, Rockets fans are smart, bro. Like way smarter than Texans fans. Like oh, from you. just just from my experience. Like, I've, like, been in both communities on, on, like, Bleacher Report and just seeing on Twitter and stuff, like, Rockets fans are, are just, it, it's it's night and day how, how in tuned and, 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 like, this, and even our organization, you know, is, is just way smarter. But, yeah, he was just, like, uh, I was, like, what do you think they're going to do? And he was, like, man, honestly – he said he said this and he don't he don't have no inside information or nothing. He like works in the digital department. But he was like, honestly, bro, I think they're gonna trade down and take Suggs. And I, <laughs> this is just his opinion. I, I don't think it'll happen, but um he was like <laughs> <laughs> He was like, Yeah, he's like, I think that's what they're gonna do. He's like, but I want I want them to take um I want them to take Jalen Green or whatever. 
And I was like, uh, what do you like? What if I was like, what if Detroit takes takes Green? And he was like, well, I take I take K just because he's like a six eight point guard who you know can score ISO whenever. Um, but he was like, he was like, I don't like K because he's safe. I don't want safe. I want great. I was like, yeah, bro. That's the best way to put yeah. it. That's the best yeah, way to bro. put it. Jalen and Jalen Green, like, is definitely like we I think he has the highest ceiling. And maybe Evan Moby too. Um and Kate is the by far the safest sure thing prospect in this in this draft, in my opinion. No, I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. And that's and that's back to it. That's why I didn't want the first overall pick. <laughs> and it wasn't because I was thinking, uh, you know, safe or great, but I just I was like, nah, man, we could, we could do better or something. I, yeah. I, if but I will say, if Walker, if we fucking trade down to <laughs> mm, so four, mm, mm, fuck them. If the Rockets <laughs> do that, I will be so fucking pissed. Because I think I think it's like. Um... I think Toronto wants Mobley, right? I think that's the big thing. Mm, I think they, they want, want him bad. And Cle yeah. And Cleveland wants to know what what we're gonna do. This is the thing. If the Rockets if the Rockets don't want Mobley and they're okay with him getting taken. <laughs> I don't want them to trade down either. You know, because it's just too risky, you know. Mm. Ah, uh, oh, it's just too risky. But like, if they feel like they can still get Jalen Green at three, and trade with Cleveland, Cleveland gives them some type of good deal, or or Toronto gives them some type of deal to go to four. Um, because at three, Cleveland will probably take uh, Jalen Green for sure. But who knows, man? I don't know. Maybe or maybe Cleveland does something stupid and take Jonathan Kaminga or Scotty Barnes or something. But I doubt it. And and I've seen somebody and breaking th- that down. And maybe, no, maybe if that happened in that situation where, like, Toronto trades to us, because I don't think – I think Oklahoma City would try to get get to Cleveland to, to, get, to get their third pick mm. if, that, if, if Toronto were to trade up with us. I'll be honest. Because we, we wouldn't trade with Oklahoma City. I don't think mm-hmm. we trade with them, at, especially since – Fuck them. Yeah, exactly. All their fans, bro. I hate I, – I, I have a hate for them now. Like, I, they're a team that I'm, I'm going to be hating now, bro, because they literally – are their fans would come into the, our community, like, all the time. It's like, yeah, whatever. Y'all can keep tanking. It doesn't matter. Like, we're still going to get your pick. You only have a 50%. Like, they're like, you only have a 50% chance of, of, uh, of getting the top um, four picks. So, we're going to get it, like. You still gotta get. Oh, so they would be there all the time, saying how they're gonna get our pick. They were just some some real effing nut bags for that crap, bro. So they yeah, so they get every um they got all the karma they deserve. They yeah. literally would be in our in our community all the time, like hey, keep tanking. You're just gonna get us a better pick. Like ugh. I do not like them. Yeah, one bit. I'm glad that they got screwed over. They're one of the teams that got them and Orlando got screwed over. Orlando was supposed to be in the top uh, three, just oh, like yeah. us in Detroit, and they, I think they got like pick six or pick. They're not in the top five. I know that. 
But no, I, I, if I do think Cleveland is going to be open for trade, I do believe that because they already have young pieces. They have Darius Garland, Colin Sexton. They got uh, Jared Allen or Jared Allen. I think. Yeah. They got young pieces. You know, maybe maybe it's more to them to maybe get like a OKC's two picks. Mm-hmm. Or a couple That's what I'm players, saying. maybe from the Rockets or something. Like, like they could probably because who did they just they just drafted they drafted Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, um, Isaac Okor or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I, I don't know how tall he is. Um, but I could see them. Yeah, like them trading down with with uh, OKC for sure and trying to get get just take Kaminga. Not Kaminga. They might take Scotty Barnes because Kaminga probably go to Orlando. But and supposedly they're high on Kaminga. I've seen a report where they like really like Kaminga. He's like the last prospect that has like really, really, really good potential to be a to be a baller. So I like Kaminga too. I do. He got that. He got that wing. Like you know. Modern NBA, the NBA wing scoring like the Marta Rosen type body. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Yep. And I saw that's what Bobby Brown said. Because uh, on that podcast, the guy, interviewer asked Bobby Brown to give comparisons for Jalen Green mm. and Kaminga. And that was his comparison for uh, Kaminga, was his ceiling is Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, because he's already got that grown man NBA body. Mm-hmm. His frame mm-hmm. is already big. So, but yeah, no, I think he's gonna. I think. I mean, obviously, somebody is, is not. <laughs> this whole top five can't be. Can't can't just. History tells you they're not all gonna be, all star level players. But, shoot, two thousand three, Wade, LeBron, Bosh, Melo, and that's what this you know, feels so, like to me. Yeah, so that's it's what, possible. That's what this draft feels like to me. Like, it, it feels like that all over again. Like, maybe Cade, I don't think he compares to LeBron. Nah, but I'm about to say, I thought you were about to say bust. No. Nah. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but in that draft, Detroit took Darko Milicic, you know? Mm, mm. So it's like, talk oh, about it. They, I would hate for them to take Jalen Green, bro. Oh, I'd be sick. Supposedly, they love Jalen Green. I saw that too somewhere, mm-hmm. and I also saw stuff where it was like it's not. I, I think everybody says it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to take when it's like the number one pick. I think they always say it's not a foregone conclusion they're going to take this player. But I did see something where they did. I don't think they thought they were going to get the first pick. It's it's going to be interesting. That's what worries me, bro. We got a month. Like a month, a month from today, four weeks from today, I think around draft time. So we'll find out. Raphael Stone, come on, man, you can never. How, how would you feel if they took Jalen Green? <laughs> the Pistons? Yeah. Hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I'd be kind of. I'd be kind of disappointed, but. I'd be okay with Cade because for yeah. some of the same reasons I like Green of him being a leader and a culture changer, I feel like Cade could bring those same things. 
Yeah. He just ain't as explosive as Green. Nah, Jones, he's <laughs> he's yeah, he's definitely he gonna get there when he get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He remind me of Paul Pierce how he moved. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he remind me of. He, I mean, he about he like the same height as Paul Pierce too. Mm-hmm. Oh no, but yeah, bro, slow mo Paul Pierce. You can always but, get to that step back. <laughs> Did you see the that thread for Cade Cunningham? It was like, if Cade Cunningham gets paid, it's paid Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> if Cade Cunningham gets laid, it's laid Cunningham. Uh-huh. It's stupid. But yeah, a, a backcourt with him and KPJ would be nice for the same reasons him being in Detroit. You know, that'd be a big backcourt, and it would be a mismatch for pretty much the league, the entire league. Yeah, bro. Uh, we, we're gonna be fine, man. Especially, I'm like, we got um, Armani Brooks, who, who's he can shoot the lights, yeah. And I'm, I can't think of his name right now. Shooting guard, he can shoot too. Kyrie Thomas, yeah. Now he got a, he got a little cult fan base too. I like him, he, yeah. People are saying. People are saying forget. <laughs> They're saying forget Jalen Green. No. Let, let's let uh, Kyrie Thomas flourish. Yeah, he I could be somebody. Our, he could be our bench guy. I seen somebody post that. Um, but um, ah, bro, he shoots. Is it Brown? His last name? Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown. He can shoot mm. the lights out too. Yeah, he's a good shooter, and he plays uh, good defense. Mm-hmm. He's a free he's, agent, I yeah. think, huh? Ah, uh, I think well, so. Him and Nawaba, David Nawaba. I don't really care for Nawaba, but Salem Brown shoots the light at lights out. Yeah, KPJ saved Sterling Brown's life. That could have been yep. bad. That could have been bad. Oh yeah, he got messed up at that strip club. But I just remember seeing that video. He was bloody. Mm-hmm. I never seen that. Ooh, I gotta tell you something off air. I seen last week. It boy shook me up. <laughs> I think I might have told you at Pluckers. But uh, anyways, um, so we we on the same page with the Rockets. We're excited about it. It's a great time. We got to mention the Texans. We got to give an update on them. Have to. I'm Detroit. obsessed. Yeah. No matter how much, no matter how much I uh, I try to go. try to look away, man. Can't let go. <laughs> um, so, what's kind of like an update? On the Texans, they did not have OTAs. Um, so the next time we see them, it's going to be training camp. Uh, we're not getting a lot of info out of them. John McClain had to go off on a rant to even get the jersey numbers for the players. Shout out to the general. Um, but what are your expectations? What do you think is going to happen with Deshaun? Just give me your thoughts, Walker. Tell me why I should be optimistic about the Texans' future. Oh gosh. <laughs> um only optimism for that team would be if they if they tank if they I mean if they suck this year. And you're able to trade Deshaun Watson and get get like the most return in NFL history. Mm. That would be the only optimism for me. Um and and, and maybe and also some players stepping up who who you weren't expecting to, and hopefully those are young players. Um, 
but other than that, man, it's it, it's it it's like you said, you don't feel any enthusiasm for this team, man. It it just I don't know, bro. I just I, I'm just ready for it to be over with. <laughs> like it's a bad dream to be over with. Like I like Casario. Like your your freaking GM really should not matter mm-hmm. at all. If they're like doing if you're job. if you're a good yeah is that, yeah if you're a good team like all right you know you're doing fine like it shouldn't matter at all. Um, I don't think this coach will be here Mm-mm. past next season, maybe two. Oh, please! I don't no. think he's past. I don't think he's here past two seasons. But I think, I think he's one and done. Especially if if they are like win two two games or something like that. Um, maybe that's just wishful hoping too, because I think. Everybody, especially Casario, Easter B ain't going nowhere. I don't think unless something happens, he ain't going nowhere. So Casario has done the smart thing. We've been saying this. Like, I think both of us, if we were in the situation, would do the same thing, right? I would trade Deshaun Watson. He don't – he don't like me personally. So not – I'm not even going to say personally, but he didn't want me here. It was after I got hired that he that he wanted, you know, he asked for a trade. Um, so I respect I respect you. I admire your talents. Um, but if you don't want to be here, man, I'm not gonna hold you here. Especially when I know I can get, you know, amazing return for you. Mm-hmm. But it's, well, before this this effing legal stuff, but. With that aside, I know I can get an amazing return for you. And now I can I can build, I can pretty much mold this team how I want to from scratch. Um, you know, I think any any smart, sensible GM would 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 do the same thing. Um even Lewis Riddick was like, if if I would have a conversation with Watson, if he told me he didn't want to be here, then you know, I'd try to, you know, facilitate a trade to, to get him out, you know. Um, but yeah, once once you you get your people in here that you have bought into your oh my god, and I say this because our culture, like our culture, is literally probably the literally probably the lamest culture in the NFL. I can literally say that. Oh, you ain't wrong. We we went from having a probably a top ten swaggy culture team, like with Bill O'Brien, like just being f and butthole like you know what i mean like that was even cool to me like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you he's suck. always cur- yeah <laughs> like uh you know four out of four out of six four out of five brian yeah you know afc like you know like i like that bill o'brien like i like our players swag we had with hopkins and Watt, you know watson and andre like cushion like we had we had we had i'd say top 10 like pretty pretty cool swag um, especially here lately, you've got a lot of momentum. And and we, we went from that to literally, like, I don't even know who has a worse culture or more lame culture than us. Can you think of a team? Maybe the Def and uh, – uh, what's that boy name from the Giants? Daniel Jones. 
Nah, man. The coach. Oh. Tom Coughlin, maybe, maybe when he was the coach somewhere. Ain't it like I forgot the guy's name. His culture was so like he like he was just drill sergeant and no fun. Um he ran everybody off in, in, in Jacksonville. Um but yeah, I really can't think of a team where I'm like they're lamer than us. <laughs> Joe Joe Judge is his name. No, I was I'm, I'm talking about Coughlin. I like Joe oh, Judge. Oh, okay, yeah. They they them boys is balling on defense last year. They was shoot. They just got um, they just got freaking um, Saquon hurt. They might have been way they they can be way better this year, but um, they got a lot of talent. I, I'm just trying to do a quick thinking in my mind right now, um, uh, of a team that I'm like, man, they're more lame than us. And I and I, I can't, I can't find one. It ain't, it ain't Detroit. Detroit, mark my words. Detroit gonna be a playoff team when it, which within the next three to four years. Mm-hmm. Um, it ain't Cincinnati because Joey Burrow is Joey Burrow. He gonna be in playoffs maybe this year or next year because he's a he's an assassin. Oh yeah, he's he literally. Cold-blooded, bro. And now he got Jamar Chase with him, and he got T. Higgins. Mm. Nah, they're going to be straight. And they got way more swag, too. Um, Like, who else? I'm trying to think. Because Detroit and Cincinnati are by far the most garbage franchises, along with us. Jacksonville. They got more swag. I would have said the Jets, but they just got a new head coach who I like. (laughs) Yes. They got a, the head coach we probably should have hired, maybe, Robert Salah. Their GM is, is even though I, I hate Jets fans and I hate talking to them about anything because they're idiots, mm. New York fans. <laughs> Actually, one of my best friends from, from the Bronx is a Jets fan, and he, you know, he's cool, but but the rest of them are, are freaking idiots, like, when it comes to the Jets. Oh, dude. Um, <laughs> they're blinded you know, by the love. Man, and I respect it. I actually respect it. But yeah, even the Jets, they got Zach Wilson and they got, you know what I'm saying? Uh my boy Elijah Moore. Oof. Yeah, he he been from hey, those little videos. Wanna, if y'all want a uh, little fantasy, if you got like what one of those dynasty keeper leagues or whatever, <laughs> get that man. Y'all better draft him, bro, because he he's he's gonna be a baller for for a minute. But it but it's like they're they're little they have like lit little um, documentary series. I think the NFL's making a lot of teams do these series now, but watching their series, bro, like I just get more excited for them. Like, I'm just like, I can't think of a team that's just so lame. And it starts up top with us, Cal McNair. And it starts up top with Tommy Boy. <laughs> you know? I still haven't seen that movie, so I don't get the reference. It, it, <laughs> David David Carr, I forgot where I heard this. I think it was Pat McAfee or somebody was like, you know, <laughs> what's what's uh, the owner like? And he basically said all he does is play video games. Play video games, Mark. yeah. I remember that, hearing that. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, he don't care about winning, man. He don't. He ain't serious nah. about this shit. And no, nah. he he sucks. He sucks. I still don't like Jack Easterby. I. Casario, 
you know, it, it is what it is. He's going to do okay. David Coley, man, I'm sorry. He's – yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> I wanted to give him a chance, man. I'm all for it. I'm all for, like, minority coaches getting an opportunity. And I feel like he was kind of, like, given a bad hand, kind of like Steven Silas. So I do kind of feel bad for him for that. But, man, his messaging mm. – Dude, I wouldn't jump through a foam pit for that man. Like, <laughs> no. you know what? It's funny you say that because he he reminds me of a substitute teacher. That's exactly what he reminds me <laughs> of, dude. That's a, that's a beautiful yeah. way to put it. Like, you mm-hmm. got a substitute teacher in there, and you do whatever the hell you want. Like. You just you're on your phone. You're talking like you're throwing air, paper airplanes, and he's trying to get the the class quiet. But nobody, like everybody's acting like he's invisible. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how they're gonna treat this man. Oh. Like he's super nice, but even watch. I was watching. You should watch that mic'd up he did, bro. You he he doesn't command. <laughs> he doesn't command the respect of a football team at all. Mm-hmm. At all. I, I I know those players are just like, man, whatever. I'm just about to do whatever, whatever I need to do to get this check and, and get on with, with, with this season, bro. I can tell. And that's what I feel like this season going to be. I just feel like you might have a couple breakout stars, but I feel like for the most part, man, it's just going to be players coming in, getting that check. And it's so bad. Because, I mean, in – What's his name? The Broncos coach. He 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 got fired after a year. Is it Vance Joseph? I think Vance Joseph. I don't know if he got fired after a year. I know uh, Arizona Cardinals had Stephen Wilkes get fired after a year. He had Josh Rosen. They got he got fired. Um, I forgot the guy's name for Denver. It was a white guy, and he got fired after a year. I think Vance Joseph might have had two seasons. Had Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals. It was a Cardinals guy had a black coach for one Stephen year. Stephen Wilkes. Got fired. It was last name Wilkes. Bronco. You think Broncos had um, uh, Joseph for two years? I think they had Joseph for two years. I know they had a white um, coach that they just fired, and I think they only had him for a year. Maybe I could be wrong, but I, I don't see David Coley lasting. And I hopefully, it's, I hopefully that. it's a one-year thing. Yeah, and I think I think. The man. Oh, man. Yeah, I think Casario kind of knows what he's – Casario is not – he's a super smart guy, bro. I can tell. I can tell by just listening to him talk. So, I feel like he wanted – he didn't want to – I'm not even going to say want to put a coach in, in this situation their first year. Um, You know what I mean? Where he, they, they're not set up for success. Instead, he rather – get this, you know, give them a full, a start, you know, start new slate too as well. Um, so maybe next year they'll hire that coach. Or definitely in two years. <laughs> definitely in two years they'll hire that coach. But, like, if Joe Brady would have – could you imagine Joe Brady being in this situation right now? Mm. Which that's I think – I think that's who he wanted. Um, so the fan backlash. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, like he just would be like he he hasn't even had two years of coordinating yet. He's never been a head coach. And putting him in this situation with the media asking him every day about Deshaun Watson and this and that and this and that. And then, you know, it, yeah. I hope we do get Joe Brady next year. <laughs> Joe Brady. I'd I'd take Joe Brady. Yeah. I'm open to it. I I just I I'm kinda like you. I hope they get a bunch of draft picks for Deshaun. I don't want Deshaun to leave. You and I both felt that way, but now it's just kinda like, all right, you don't want to be here. We get it, you know, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, man. It's not the personal, man. Yeah, we, we we get it now. We're still we we've gone through four. uh we've gone yeah, exactly. We we've gone through the, the grieving process, I think <laughs> at this point. We've experienced all the the stages Stay. of grief. Uh huh. Now we're accepting it. Accepting for sure. <laughs> and uh, if we can get some draft picks back, I w- I'm not even big on like wanting a to draft a quarterback this year, like because I, yeah. I do. I feel like this team is that far off where we. Yeah. I would be okay. You say, need to build the team first. Mm-hmm. If if they had three draft picks, their own, and then two from the team they trade with or something next year. I'd be okay if they drafted all defense. Mm, I'd be yeah. okay if they drafted, you know, every position but quarterback. Like, I like Davis Mills. I think he'll be all right. I think he's just a stopgap quarterback. Um, poor and, guy. Yeah, poor guy. And if he if he develops into something better, then, hey, that's a plus for us. Mm-hmm. But, uh, hit the lotto. Yeah, we hit the lotto. Got a third-round franchise QB. And now let's build a Super Bowl caliber team around them. You know, it just sucks, man. Because I think when Deshaun Watson was drafted, it just gave the city yeah. <laughs> hope. And, man. And man. Just felt like the changing of the guard in Houston, especially in football. And, uh, nah, we were, we were, yeah, we legit would have been a Super Bowl contender until he retired. Yeah. Like and, the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they just couldn't figure out how to not fuck up. They couldn't that's, figure out how to not get out the that's way. That's the craziest. That's the craziest freaking part. That's, that's, yeah. We're like the um, Jacksonville Jaguars did the same thing. That's what I'm telling you. Tom Coughlin, he ruined that team too because he, he didn't did. want, he didn't want Jalen Ramsey and, Calais Campbell and Miles Jack and Telvin Smith and you know what I'm saying, all of them doing what they wanted. He wanted you to be a certain way, military discipline and Tom's they ain't like that crap, man. They ain't like that crap. And they they used their power and that team got dismantled and he got fired. Like mm-hmm. and Jacksonville came to came to the light after they realized we had a team that was a Super Bowl contending team dismantled a year or two later after that, like, because we had somebody in charge who thought he was the general. Mm-hmm. Didn't care about, like, relationships and how players are different than back in the day and how they how they operate, man. Or you think they like Sean McVay so much and, and, and Jim Harbaugh, you know what I'm saying? And Robert Salah, like, like these, these, these are grown men. They're not freaking kids. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? You can't treat them like kids and, and be this this freaking army sergeant general, bro. They gonna they gonna play for the, the for the coaches they respect and and who exactly who, who respect them. You know what I mean? That they're yeah. men and they have opinions and they want to to hear you know have their voices be heard. You know what I'm saying? But you also like you 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 get respect by giving it. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know. The Texans are a uh, – what I'm hoping is Nico Collins has a a freaking A.J. Brown-type rookie year, mm. you know. Oh, my gosh. I don't know, bro. Like, like you, you, you really – you're talking about to be optimistic about, and I just I, – I try. I'm trying to. It's hard. It, just makes, it makes me more sad when I start thinking about it. It's not very much. Because I'm like, well, we might have a running back. But our running backs are Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkhead, Mark Ingram, and David Johnson. Like, why didn't you even – like, it's just well, – I, I don't freaking know, bro. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, man. <laughs> I hope they suck. I hope they are literally the worst team in the league, but they win a couple games. So I don't want I don't want them to be the first zero and seventeen team. But maybe that's what maybe that's what they'll need to get their act right. Yeah, you know? to fire people and realize that y'all suck, and the way y'all are running things is not working. And fans not showing up, I think will 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 start to to piss them off. And and get a fire under McNair more so, like and his mom. Who? Somebody told me I I've seen plenty of cases where people said they were like twenty thousand on the waiting list, and now they're up, like to be able to get season tickets. And they're like, I'm you know good. how long people were waiting on that list? They were waiting for like six years on that list, seven, eight, nine years to get season tickets on that list, bro. That waiting list was. It was going to be a while before you could get some tickets on that waiting list, bro. And, and all of a sudden, y'all, y'all, fi- I'm so happy, though. Like, people finally are, like, making them hurt. Like, after after they keep, like, the malpractice that they have performed on this team, like, I'm glad people are making them hurt, bro. Because mm. they're going to start, they're going to start to feel it and understand, like, what they've done is repercussions. <sighs> That's crazy. Twenty thousand to now you can now you're 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 up next to get your season tickets. And people when they get called are even saying I'm yeah. good. Yeah, they're saying I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not it's not worth it. And there's teams in the NFL that have had quick turnarounds, but this just don't feel like one of them. Just don't. At all. So I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the train wreck. I'm gonna watch it burn, but I hope the best for the players. I hope the best for the coaches. I could care less about the owner. And uh, I think he is going to reap what he has sown. Oh, yeah. So that's how I feel about that. When, when that stadium ain't full, that first, that first game, and, and especially later in the season, he going he gonna to want some answers. Who He's going to be shocked. I believe. Give me, give me an uh, opinion 
or give me an answer like who do you think will be their top selling jersey this year um and if you got to take right, the ball that's a right problem now, right yeah 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 i don't know maybe maybe during the year like at the beginning of the season you're right i don't know that's a that's a real good question that's a Uh, it's usually like a receiver or a quarterback. Maybe Brandon Cooks. Mm. I want to say Justin Reed just because he's been here the longest, like, and, and is more popular. But I don't know. But yeah, that's a good question. And then when and you I, go on the homepage, you know how when you used to go on the app, it would have Watt, DeAndre Watts. <laughs> Who are they going to have marketing for them? You know, uh, Zach Cunningham, exciting. Tunsil, I like it. <laughs> I like Tunsil. I like Cunningham, but you know, I feel like uh, bad for Davis. business. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad for business. It is, but they deserve it. Yeah, they deserve it, man. And I'm happy. They deserve it. Like they need to understand that people. That's why I mean, ain't that why the Oilers left? Already the Oilers because they they couldn't get a new stadium or something like that. I, I think it was the Adams family wanted a new stadium, and then yeah. I think the governor or mayor at the time was like, "No, you have to foot the bill. We're not going to tax. We're not going to tax the Houstonians. Yeah, for your new stadium. Yeah." And I think he was like, "Well, fuck you. I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah. And I, I like that. Why why should the taxpayers have to pay for that? Especially yeah. if your team ain't won shit. Exactly. You got you got your goddamn yeah, mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the Oilers weren't good. So now my taxes sure. just got higher for you to continue to put a mediocre product out there? Exactly. I'm good. But Walker. I think it, it's a good time because if we keep going down this road, it's going to yeah, be very man. negative, very bad. <laughs> like, I might fight my girl when she gets home. What'd you say yeah, about the Texans? Bro. You know, like, but yes. so this, this next, we always do top fives, always top five, top five. And this top five, since we talked about basketball earlier, let's stay on par with it. Top five favorite upcoming NBA teams. Now, you mentioned how it's the changing of the guard, especially these playoffs that we are currently watching. Who are you excited? Uh, who, who do you think has the best um, future? You know, it could be a team that's in the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference Finals right now, just a young team with a young, young franchise players. Now, I can go first or you can go first. Whatever you like to do. Yeah, it lets you go first. Okay. I got two honorable mentions on here that I wanted to mention. I just didn't put them on my list. But I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell and obviously Dallas with Doncic or Luka. Mm, Dallas didn't make your list, huh? They didn't make my list. And the only reason why Dallas didn't make it is just because of the uneasiness going on right now this offseason with the talks about Luka possibly wanting out, the front office having problems kind of similar to the Texans that we're having. Yeah. It's just, I just don't know what 
you know, possibly could happen in their future. But um, so number five for me, after watching them in the playoffs and their fan base go crazy, they deserve it, man. The New York Knicks, I think they have a young, solid core. I think maybe if they just can make a trade or two or maybe sign a big free agent or two, I think they're going to be in the playoffs probably every year for the next few years. Um, they were just fun to watch. That fan base, them talking shit to Trey Young and, and just like it. That's what basketball is. You talk shit, mm-hmm. and if you can back it up, you ball on the court. If you can, you know, shut the crowd up, that's always fun to watch. And mm-hmm. So the New York Knicks, I, I'm excited for their future. After watching the playoffs, I'm a New York Knicks fan. Slightly. Really? Slightly. You know? I hate the Knicks. You don't like the Knicks? I hate all the New York sports. Now, I do not like the Yankees because they're bro. Like, Fans they're, so much shit. Mm. They're disgusting. Like For their real. fans are disgusting, bro. Like they they like I saw a video of them like Astro fans going out there to a game and they were just like saying some nasty stuff to them, bro. Like some just revolting stuff. Yeah. They uh there was a game last week or two two weeks ago. They were Yankees weren't even playing the Astros. And their fans were saying, fuck Altuve. <laughs> like, during their game, they just started randomly chanting, fuck Altuve. Like, let it go, man. And y'all started the cheating bullshit either. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. Like the ain't been cheating since the dawn of time. Like, like, let's be real. Yeah, like, come on. They want to be like, oh, those steroids, errors, everybody was doing it. Well, apparently, everybody was using that spider tech, too. <laughs> yeah. So... And since they got rid of it, Garrett Cole has been pitching that well. Man, since they got yeah, since they got rid of it, a lot of them ain't been different. A lot of them pitchers ain't been doing the same. And Astros been having bombing people pop bombs away, bro. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk well, about it. Knocking them out the effing juice box, bro. Bro, Jordan Alvarez, Carlos Correa, they've been balling for real. Man, Jordan Alvarez. I need to get me a Lance McCullers effing jersey. Yeah. Oh, he got yeah. my number from high school. Hey. I was 43 in high school. Hey. Well, you played corner, right? <laughs> yeah. Cornerback and safety a little bit. Okay. So he was like the Palomalu. Troy Palomalu. Yeah. That's the only yes, person sir. I knew who wore 43. That's what I was trying to think. I was like, who is 43? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So number four for me, I'm going hometown. I'm going Houston Rockets. Until I see who they draft, mm-hmm. and it better be Jalen Green, goddammit. Their future's bright. They got young pieces, a young core already with Jay Sean Tate, KPJ, K- Kevin, or, yeah, Kevin Martin Jr., right? Kenyon. Kenyon Martin Jr. And uh, got Christian Wood right now, and you said Brooks. So they, they got talent. Um, so I, I like them in the future. Number three for me is Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant. I, uh, they're a scrappy team, dude. And the way that they battled to get in, they beat Golden State. Then they go into Utah. I think they might have won a game. I think they might have won game one maybe uh, in Utah. But I just they're a scrappy team. I love John Morant. My girl's from South Carolina. So anybody from South Carolina, you know, mm. respect. And then number two for me, 
you got me on this team, Walker. The Atlanta Hawks, man, they are fun to watch. Trey Young has become the villain of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. He is relishing in the role. I just – I love watching him play. Uh, Red Velvet, he, <laughs> he be balling. I think – what's his last name? Hubert or – Herder, Kevin Herder. Mm-hmm. And then they got Clint Cabela, who I, I've always liked. Um, so, Atlanta Hawks, I think they're going to be a dangerous team in the East for years. And then you got number one, Phoenix Suns, man. They – are very fun to watch. I like uh, Atten or Aiton. Mm-hmm. I love Booker. I think Booker is an assassin. And then Chris Paul, he's just the little cherry on top. You know, he really did bring that team together. Mm-hmm. I know he's not going to be there forever. He's up there in age. But I think even after he leaves, some of the things that he's probably taught those younger players, they'll probably carry on even after he's gone. So – Phoenix Suns, the West is is going to be competitive for years to come. But that's that's mine. I had two honorable mentions. What what you got, Walker? I'm so I'm gonna go five. Obviously, Houston Rockets. Um, just cause uh, you know we have the assets to either make a trade for for some players or you know. Just hopefully hitting the draft like the okay city okay Oklahoma City Thunder have done, Golden State Warriors have done, um, which is what I'm hoping happens. Hopefully we we make some of the right picks and uh and, and build through the draft and, and you know get some foundational pieces that allow us to be a a team to to you know make some dynasty runs, man. Like mm-hmm. you think Oklahoma City drafted. Westbrook, uh, Durant, Harden, Serge Ibaka. I think Jeff Green, too. Um, Steven Adams. Oklahoma City, I hate the freaking Thunder, but their their GM is probably one of the best ever <laughs> as far as drafting. Bro. He, he know what he's doing. Yeah. Presti, and, right? Uh, yeah, Sam Presti. Yeah. And uh, obviously the Thunder. I mean, the Warriors drafted Curry and Thompson and Draymond Green. Um. So, I think if we if we can get a couple of these drafts right, um, it's been shown. You know, even even with another one of my teams that's on the list, uh, you know, you get you get the right the right draft picks, um, and build through the draft that way. It's been working for a lot of teams here recently, mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of success. So, I think we're in position to be successful. Already having. A young piece in Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood, um, to, to make some noise. And at four, I'm gonna go the Memphis Grizzly. Mm. Um, they got a good young core: Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks, John Morant leading them. Um, they're gonna be competitive for a long time. Just that's a team. Like they're team wise, they're they're just a solid team. Yes. Um. Whatever principles they they build on with that team is only going to make them tougher and stronger. Um, and, and John Morant's only going to get better. He's already got a little bit of clutch gene in him, so he's only going to get better and more comfortable in those situations. Um, so I, I think they're going to I think they're going to be a, a perennial playoff contender. Um, 
who else did I have? Houston, Memphis, uh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. I know I, – I don't think there's any – any way they let rid, let go of Luca, he's too young. They he's going to sign. Yeah, there's there's no way. If he was around 26, <laughs> like an AD or you know what I'm saying or something, and where they can kind of they already had their max extension and they they want to try to force their way out, then okay. But he's he's about to enter his max contract, so I think they're gonna um, they're gonna find a way to, to to surround him with players. And Jason Kidd just took that job, I believe, right. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I like so, that. Yeah, of course he's he's gonna he's gonna help Luke out tremendously. Um, he did a great job with with the Bucks um, before before uh, their new coach got there. Um, and then two, I'm going Atlanta. Um, just because that the team is built, that team is built. It's like they're ahead of schedule already. You know what I mean? Because um, I don't like we said, I don't think anyone expected them to get to this point uh, this fast. Um, and, and, and the experience they're gaining now is, is so invaluable. So I think with Trey Young, Kevin Herter, um, Bogdan, Bogdan um, Clint Capella really entering his true prime. prime. Um, I think they're going to try to resign John Collins. Still got Cam Reddish. Um, yeah, they, they, they're going to be solid for a while. And then, you know, prisoner of the moment to Phoenix Suns, um, Devin Booker, he probably, he, I could see him being an MVP one day in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he just, he just has that ability to, to take over the game and affect it in, in, in so many ways. Um, not just scoring, um, then DeAndre Ayton. Took a major leap getting to play with Chris Paul. Chris Paul's a freaking center whisperer. Now, if we still had Chris Paul and for whatever reason we suck and number two pick was Evan Mobley, heck yeah, because he, he he yeah he he'd show him whatever. I don't know what it is about Chris Paul, bro, but every center he's played with it has 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 balled. You think about DeAndre Jordan, Tyson Chandler, yeah, Tyson Chandler. Um, Aiton, Stephen Adams. Like I mean, Stephen Adams ball with with Westbrook too. But it, it's uh, I don't know how or what he tells them or what he does to them, but he 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 improves them so much. Um, and yeah, so that, yeah, that's my five. Honorable, you put the Knicks on your honorable mention. No, oh, I put a, list. They were on my list. I put a Utah and Dallas. I hate Utah. I do too. Um, I and they don't have Mitchell. They got yeah, they got Mitchell, but everybody else is a little older. Mm-hmm. How old is Mitchell? He got to be like 24, 25. Cuz I don't yeah, think he was around, a freshman. I think he around 24, 23, 24. We've been playing in him playoffs at least 5 years now. Mm-hmm. 4 or 5 years, yeah. Yeah. But right. yeah, the Knicks, the Knicks ain't really got no good I don't know. They do have quickly. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. I'm just being a hater. <laughs> now they, they got, got a... they got they got Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett is not. He he ain't, he he got to step up a lot for me to to mm-hmm. consider him. You know, Isaiah Quigley. He he can ball. 
He still he got a lot to prove too. I like Obi Toppin. Yeah, I like him. I don't know. I think they're gonna have to get a, a trade. They have they, to get Dame Lillard there or something. They need something. And that's what they were missing versus the Hawks series. Like Trey Young. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have like their version of Trey Young. Which is why I want Jalen Green over mm-hmm. Mobley. Because like at the end of the day, when you get in those playoff situations, you need somebody who know you can go get his own bucket by himself. Period. They was relying on Julius Randle. Julius Randle ain't that guy. Yeah. Stop it. That's what I'm telling. Yeah. Like, he couldn't handle that pressure at all. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people can't, bro. Some people so. want it. Some people run away from it. Yeah. And I, and we already said, Jalen Green ain't, ain't running from it. Mm-hmm. He running towards it. He want, he want that smoke. So, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. We'll have to revisit this top five maybe a year from now and see if those young teams are still on the up or, you know, see what happens. But I think, uh, I, I, I think this was a good venting episode to get out some of these uh-uh. rockets thoughts and takes. Cause we've been sitting on this since last week, since on the lottery. And it's, it, I know, I don't know about you, but it was been eating at me. Like I just had to get my thoughts out. Cause my girl was tired of listening to me. <laughs> Talking to her about this stuff, she knows mm-hmm. Mobley. She knows whoever Mobley and uh, Jalen Green are now, though. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I'll probably ask her once a day. Who has your pick changed? Who do you who do you want? She's like, I want the tall guy. So wow. like, you fucking. <laughs> she literally probably wants him just because he's the tallest guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even know what you're saying, <laughs> but Walker. You got anything to say before we head out? This episode 45. Nah, man. I think I said what I needed to say, man. I think we talked a lot today. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we're going to tag Tillman Fertitta. We're going to tag the Rockets, Raphael Stone. We're going to tag all of them so they know where the Beltway boys stand on this whole number two pick thing. Goddamn. So, but Walker, if that's all you got, then we're going to head in. We're going to go ahead and get out of here and watch this uh, Phoenix Suns Clippers game. Yeah, hopefully hopefully they end it tonight. Yes, sir. Well, all right, everybody. Like, subscribe, share. I said like, <laughs> subscribe, share, share, <laughs> all that sweet stuff. And until uh, next time, people. And uh, Jalen Green is going to be a rocket, everybody. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Yeah.